Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Lift, Learn and Burn podcast. Thank you very much for arriving. <laughs> right, well, that was an unintentional start to the podcast. Phil just did the entry, the entry, intro we'll for me. Yeah. Great. We're keeping that. Phil did it. <laughs> when he was taking the mic out of me, and now that's our intro. That's fine. I'm gonna make Done. it. I'm gonna make it the actual intro then. Well, the whole podcast intro that every every week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for everybody that's wondering, the reason I did it is because we make little notes just to remind ourselves what to say, and Jen's put a really informal. Excuse and me, welcome. formal. What did I say? Informal. Opposite of informal. Jen's just put a really <laughs> formal note of hello and welcome. <laughs> right, we're going to forget to do that bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's better because you want to see what my outro bit is. I've seen it. Is that's it? not informal. No, it's a big. I mean, that's the informal. Oh gosh, all the formals and informals are getting muddled today, aren't they? Mm. Right, should we dive straight in? Happy lockdown 3.0. Is that what it is? Is that what we're calling it? I don't know. Maybe it's like, um, is it a sequel? Is that what it is when it's the next one? Mm. I don't watch yeah. a lot of films. Yeah, because really prequels sure. before, isn't it? So yeah. sequel. Lockdown the sequel. I saw someone put season three the other day. Season three, I like it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I didn't really like season one and two, but let's, to be fair, <laughs> if I was watching it on Netflix and I didn't like the first two seasons, I probably wouldn't give season three a go. In fact, who am I kidding? If I didn't like the first 20 minutes of the first That's episode, I wouldn't carry on watching it. I'm brutal with programs. Oh, it really upsets me. I know, but I just think, right, if you're going to watch something, at least hook me in. If not, this is, this is Phil's... Um, the first 20 minutes if no one's died mm. or there hasn't been some kind of big twist big twist yeah. in 20 minutes he's out the so thought process is though right if you're going to make something worth watching why make that first 20 minutes if maybe it's we need to take this twist on the podcast mm. big announcement guys huge <laughs> we're splitting up <laughs> are we? that was a big announcement I have no idea we're not don't worry um, don't worry no one else cared it was me that was worrying <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's just important though to just, I know everyone bangs on about it and probably all sick of hearing it, but just keeping positive, like, I think the the, the thing that I found most helpful during this is uh, my daily gratitude, so if you start anything this lockdown, just start that, so three things that like you're feeling grateful for, because I think it can be really easy to think about what we don't have right now, so I think it's important to focus on what we do still have and what we have still got around us and like literally the smallest of the smallest things like i've not got my journal here have i but um i'll get it go get it it's not far away it's not far away just got it already that's how close um, it was so hopefully that same check of us moving up and down worked really well yeah we did lots <laughs> of sound checks we've broken the microphone we did a mobility session for clients this morning and they, well couldn't hear us over the music yeah um, so, um, 
the, I'm going to actually read one from yesterday because this was the day after we went in lockdown. So it kind of makes sense. So mine was just a house to roam free in lockdown because in the first lockdown, we literally had a one bedroom flat. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling super grateful for the fact that we've literally got a whole house now to be in. And um, internet to connect. So if we didn't have that, won't be able to speak to people during you'll, lockdown. You'll be able to listen to this right now. And time to work on me because um, I feel like there's no pressure to achieve things during lockdown, but we happen to achieve quite a lot purely because of the time that we were given, weren't we? So I was just feeling really grateful for some more time to keep working on things. Okay. Yeah, so, it, but it can be even more basic. I mean, this morning's was dry shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling grateful for my dry shampoo. Funny, because so, that's not really something I'm very grateful for very often, dry shampoo. No, I don't think it would be... It's not something that pops um, up where I'm at. No. Although a good number of years ago I was at festivals, it was the best thing that you could literally pack was dry shampoo. Yeah, that's, that's very I, true. That's what I care but about. Like, for some of my other tonight. ones are just like leftovers from last night. Coffee in bed. Like It doesn't need to be like groundbreaking things that you're grateful for. It's literally just finding the tiny little things right now that we, we should feel grateful for. And I really, really, really see the importance in that. So if you do anything this lockdown, other than getting it on walks, which we always say do, um, I would say start trying out, doing a bit of gratitude, just three things. It can even be, I know Amy talked about this the other day, you can just start it on your phone or a scrap of paper, like it doesn't need to be anything fancy. It doesn't need to be official, you're not sending it in anywhere. No. It can just be, in fact, I think there's a big thing in writing it down, but even yeah. if you just lie down and think of the three things you're grateful for, yeah. that's your first step. Um, but today we're going to kind of talk about it's actually going to kind of blend in from that because this might be something that you do put into a routine. But we've found that in, especially in lockdown, it really impacts your routine, doesn't it? It big really time. has such a big impact on you've gone from working potentially a nine to five, you know, you, you wake up, you get the train in, you work your nine to five, you get the train home. Everything's kind of structured for you. And then when lockdown hit, especially the first one, it removed that structure for us, didn't it? It really removed that. And it's meant that we now have to create our own routine. And if it's something that you've never done before, something we hadn't really done before, I was quite lucky that I'd been self-employed for a number of years beforehand. So it meant I had to create a routine for my day to day. I didn't really have much choice. So I guess for me personally, lockdown didn't have, I mean, it did have an impact because my routine changed, but the actual process of creating one was something that I'd already mm-hmm. had to do. But if, if you, I was just going to say, if you've had someone in charge of your routine for years, like a manager or someone who sets up your calls or someone who sets up your day for you it can be quite difficult to adapt to that can't it um so even though right now creating a routine might not feel relevant it can have such a huge powerful impact both just on your life and on your weight loss journey can't yeah it? i was gonna say just on what you were saying then is um Obviously, first lockdown for me, I was still a teacher at that point, and I literally went from every minute of every single day being planned out to just like days full of nothing. <laughs> and for me, that having that structure back in my day was really, really important, um, because I thrived on that structure. And I think it might not feel relevant. You might be thinking like, why are you two who help people? feel lead a healthier lifestyle and help them to maybe lose some weight why are you talking about this but you'll see in a minute as to why it can have a massive impact on our journeys to a healthier and happier you and 
it's not something that people often think about, is it, when it comes to this, but... I think there's a big expectation that things will just happen, like, oh, you get a coach, or you start a journey, or you, you, know, you buy something, and all of a sudden the results are going to appear, but I think there's something really powerful in taking hold of your life and, you know, creating your, your day-to-day life and almost planning it out, and it doesn't need to be strict or restrictive, and it doesn't need to be... You know, I, I speak about this a lot with clients when they talk about routine. Like, you don't have to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to have a successful life. You don't have to train at 6 a.m. in order to have a good training session. Like, it doesn't need to be how all these big, famous people talk about routine. Like, it doesn't need to look like that. Everybody's routine, in fact, should look different because it should look what is going to look basically beneficial for you and not what somebody else tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Jen's going to kind of go into the science behind it and the part of the brain, etc. in a second, but it's just more important to make it relevant to you, isn't it? Yeah. So, as Phil said, there is some science behind this as to why we're talking about it today. So there's a part of our brain that's called the prefrontal cortex, and this part of our brain helps us with all our decision-making, but the problem is it's a pretty weak muscle so every decision that we've got to make causes this part of the brain to become weaker and weaker which means that every decision that we make becomes that little bit harder so you it's almost like you've got a limit to these decisions that you've got to make and once you hit that point it's almost like your brain just like gives up and gives in it's like eh, no i'm not doing this anymore and that is when you kind of desires to make the decisions that you don't particularly want to win so you we've got to think about what happens when those routines change haven't we mm-hmm. is that you pushing it onto me i thought you were just i thought you were still talking i didn't want to butt in no that was so. my st- attempt at a smooth transition into phil talking but phil spogged that one right up oh, and left a nice awkward pause for everyone to listen to so this is where we're different though you're like ready to like jump straight in and I'm like I'm just happy to let you speak until you're done yeah, yeah. control freak yeah. laid back on the ground so far that he's lying down doesn't know what's going on prefer the word gent <laughs> how do those two relate I'm gent gent and laid back don't mm. become like a one thing I'm not saying I'm not denying thing. that you aren't a gent you're definitely well, I'm a gent is, I'm just a gent because I like to make sure that you finish speaking before yeah. I'm nice like that and I'm working on putting in aren't I yeah you are well, you're not working on buttoning, you're working on not buttoning. I did really well before. I started trying to speak and then I went, oh, sorry, yeah. go on. You did put your finger on your mouth as well. <laughs> like a child. Um, as Jen was mentioning about, you know, basic weight loss is decision making, isn't it? Yeah. It is. That's, you know, the long and short of it. If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to make some changes to your decision making on a day-to-day basis. Right now, if you're not losing weight, the decisions you're making are causing you to either gain or maintain your current body weight or body fat if you're able to make some changes to those decisions you'll then be able to get into a position where you're in a deficit and you're losing body fat now it isn't simple as just someone saying right change your decisions but if right now you've got zero routine whatsoever and you're having to think non-stop all the time about what you're doing next and what you're doing in five minutes and what you're going to do in half an hour and what you're going to do in an hour it's a very good there's a very good chance that that decision making part of our brains can get absolutely knackered like Jen said and I think the important point to make on that is these are decisions that you'll be consciously making so they're not decisions that you will actively realise you're doing because 
the things that previously you just did on autopilot, like making the decision to go get your keys, get in the car, uh, where you needed to drive in the morning, what time you needed to get up to make sure that you got out on time, like you had that routine in place. You, you weren't thinking about any of the things that you were doing because you were doing them on autopilot. And now it's like, oh, well, I don't have to get in the car and commute anymore. So what time do I need to get up? And then what do I need to do when I get up? And what time do I need to log on for work? And how am I going to get to that meeting and do that whilst I'm at home? And all of these things that are happening in our brains are tiring out that muscle. And I think... A really really good example that someone said to me once is think about when you start a new job think about how exhausting those first two weeks are like you literally get through a day and you get home and you're knackered because you've been having to make all of these conscious decisions and have all these new thoughts about what you're doing next because you don't know what's happening in your day anymore that routine has completely changed but once you settle into that job and you know where you need to go to get your dinner and you know where you need to go to the toilet and you know what time you take your break. All of that becomes autopilot again and that's exactly what we need to be doing now. If your routine, every time, it's just vital at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and another good way of kind of looking at it, if the you know if the thought process of autopilot doesn't really make sense to you, think back to the first time you ever drove somewhere and how you had to think about every little turn and you had to think about every little part of the journey and you're kind of looking out for the street that you need to turn into and then you're looking for the house number. If you then keep going to that same house or that same place for years and years and years, I guarantee you, and I know everybody listening to this will go, yeah, that's me, that's happened to me. There will be times when you've arrived there and gone, I remember driving it. I literally don't remember driving it. And it's because you've done everything on autopilot. You know exactly how to get to where you need to get to. So therefore you don't think about that little turn that you need to take. You don't think about where you need to stop on the street. Your brain picks up on parts of that journey and it does it without you thinking. And like I said, you get there and you arrive and you're like, I don't remember driving there this morning. That is so true, you know. I remember when we first moved to Manchester and city driving mm. is overwhelming at the best of times. But I remember just constantly being in a state of panic and stress in the car because I was trying to figure out how to get home yeah. <laughs> from work because I was driving out of the city centre and it was like getting home was really stressful for me because I was having to make all these decisions. And But then it came a point where, like you said, I'd got home and I wouldn't have even noticed that, like, I wouldn't have noticed all the decisions I've made on the way because I was just doing them automatically now. The other one as well, it's like when you're driving somewhere and you are like pretty lost, so you turn down the music, like that makes a difference. <laughs> turn down the music so you can pay more attention. But the more times you drive somewhere, you've got music on full blast yeah. and you're singing and you're not really paying attention to what you're doing. And it's just mm. because your brain has the ability to get there without you thinking. You can yeah. just get there. You don't need to have the music quiet. You don't need to be paying, well, you should be paying attention when you're yeah. driving, but you don't need to have your full attention on this actual journey. You can literally... Do whatever you want. And there's, there's a lot of studies being done on uh, multitasking and about how it doesn't actually exist. It's not a thing. Yeah. Because I know there's, it's quite a stereotypical thing to say like men are really bad at multitasking and females are brilliant at multitasking. But multitasking doesn't actually, the brain doesn't do it. What it does is it separates its thought processes 50-50. So when it's doing something, it's flicking from one to the other. But it's doing it that fast, you don't realise that it's doing it. So if you're doing two tasks at once, it's actually spending 50% of its time on one and 50% of its time on its other. And you might have even done this, because I do this all the time. 
if I do it all the time actually when we're out walking, you know when you're walking somewhere and you're on your phone and you're scrolling and you're not really paying attention to what you're doing and then all of a sudden something really important comes up that you want to read, you stop walking don't you? And it's because your brain can't multitask, it can't walk and pay a lot of attention to this thing that you really want to read. So what it does is it goes, right, well, which one do I want to do? I want to read. So it stops walking. I do that all the time. That's so true. And it's because your brain can't actually multitask, even though we think it can. It can only flip between one and the other. And when one task becomes more important than the other, it stops doing that less important task, which is why we always talk about decision-making and weight loss. Because if you're trying to do, I don't know, eat food and watch Netflix at the same time, you're gonna, your brain is gonna go between the two things at once, and before you know it, your dinner's gone, and you oh, don't even mind eating. Yeah. It's a really big one. We're we're trying to, well, we're, we've not got a dining table at the moment. Like our end goal is to eat at a dining table every night, mm-hmm. so we keep falling in the trap of sitting. I mean, both of us have grown up eating in All front right. of the TV. I thought you were gonna start there. Both <laughs> oh, of us no. grown up. We've definitely not done that. So when did both, that <laughs> We've both grown up eating in front of the TV, haven't we? Yeah. And we said that one thing we wanted to do when we got a house was we wanted to make sure that we were eating at a table to, because you really, really don't, we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but yeah, well, mm. uh, when when you're watching TV, you you are right, you, you can get to the end of your tea and go, I don't remember eating that mm. because all your attention is on what's going on on the TV. Mm. And that is where you can end up overeating because you're not actually paying attention to what you're doing and actually don't realise that you got full part way through the meal because you just kept going because you weren't focusing on what you were eating. And you probably ate too fast as well. Like yeah. You probably got two minutes in to watching The Crown or whatever and you finished tea already. Yeah. It was quite a big meal. And you, if you'd have been more mindful with what you were doing and you was paying more attention to what you was eating, you'd have probably, as Jen said, filled up a little bit quicker and gone, yeah. actually, I don't need to finish this plate of food. Yeah. But because you've now finished it and you're watching TV and you're being stimulated, you want some kind of sweetie sugary desserts thing all right i'll go and get that yeah and then you throw that down you as well before you know it's a thousand calories gone just because the crown was pretty gripping yeah well that's not your fault that's netflix you don't like fault. it though do you crown yeah that's probably mm. no one died in the first 20 minutes <laughs> exactly um but <laughs> this is why it's really important to make that new routine so you've got to take away some of that decision making oh sorry you've got to save up some of that decision making energy for things like food decisions uh, decisions around like exercise and movement and whatever it may be that's going to move you towards your goal right now so if we take away some of the decision making around those mini decisions you've then got room for the other ones that you want to be working on so what we want you to think about today is do you have a routine now you're potentially working from home now it might be great for some of you because you might have been working home at home throughout all of this and you've never actually had to go back so you've now established a really good routine but for those of you who've been like in and out of work and furloughed and not furloughed like having a routine now particularly if you are furloughed or mm-hmm. you just got big long days in front of you with nothing in really important to have some structure into your day and um, I don't know if you... I spoke on my Instagram about this one, didn't I? About how every single morning... This is regardless of whether I'm working or not. I, I will get up, have a shower, get dressed and put some form of makeup on. Now, it's not... My makeup isn't 
normal people's makeup. Well, no one knows as extensive as mine, is it? Like mine no. is another level. It is. Uh, no, I just put like I don't put foundation on ever really unless I'm like going out out, which doesn't happen anymore. No. But I just have like tinted moisturizer on. So even if I just put like a moisturizer on in the morning, for me that makes me feel really good and makes me start my day really well and really positively because I've done something for myself in the morning. I've looked after myself. Um, I've done my morning routine with my face and washing my face and I've, I've got up I've gone through the process of getting ready and I'm already feeling more positive as a result of that so I think even just having something like that in your morning just because you're staying in the house creating that structure to your morning still as if you were going to work is still really important isn't it yeah and we had Amy on the um, mastermind it was the December one I think that she did where she mentioned about faking it till you make it mm. in the morning and about how that's genuinely a thing and about how if you stay in bed you know you go grab your laptop you try and work from bed in your mm. dressing gown it kind of initially feels good but your body sees that as there must be something wrong because this isn't normal yeah. you know this doesn't feel right you know why are we still in bed are we not well are we ill and your body then starts to shut down and you might have found that when you do this you're actually tired throughout the day and it's not because you've done more it's because you've not done the things that make you feel really good and really positive so of course you're going to feel tired so spending that time in the morning to create well not spend the time in the morning to create the routine creating the routine so that you can spend time in the morning as jen said do whatever makes you feel like you're going to have a positive day mm -hmm. so for jen getting up getting a shower having breakfast putting makeup on they're things that make her think right today is going to be a really good day mm -hmm. so for you as we always talk about routine it might be different it might be something completely different to that it might be getting up and i don't know going for a 10 minute walk it might be getting up and doing 15 minutes of yoga it might be because I really think that doing some kind of movement in the morning is really yes. good. Um, it might, whatever it is, and play around with it. Do it for a few days, and if you think, "Oh, that wasn't quite right," what yeah. have you lost? Like you've you've made an attempt to make a change. And we then, did a podcast on morning routines. We did. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. Um, yeah, go back and listen to the podcast on morning routines, which was as Jenny's going to find episode number. <laughs> It was, a, it was an early seven. one, episode number seven. How to set up your day for success. And there's loads of ideas in there on what you can do in a morning that will help you have a positive day. So this is all part of a routine. And when you are creating that routine, you've got to think about what needs to be in it. And we've got something called Healthy Mind Platter. Which yeah, is, just yeah. before you do that, to keep it even more simple, mm -hmm. your routine could literally just start off as what time am I starting work? What time am I having my dinner? What time am I going to take a break for myself? And what time am I finishing work? Like... Mm -hmm. I think you need to be able to set those boundaries when you're working from home. Yeah, big um, time. Like they're like your basic foundations, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And then these are like your add-ons now. Sorry, that Phil was going to go yeah. through. Well, what I was going to say was like we've. I was kind of going to cover that as well. Actually. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say we have got something called the Healthy Mind Platter, but you don't need to go that deep if you haven't got that far. Yet. Sorry. Um, this, My button in thing again. You can tell. Well, you didn't know I was going to say it. It's fine. I should have just let you say it though. me being a gent again. Um, <laughs> you can tell these podcasts don't get edited, can't you? <laughs> Although you'll realise that from last week at the end of it. Um, yeah, Jen's pretty much just covered it, but like we've got something called the Healthy Mind Platter, which has... No, it's not ours. Um, we it use was. it. So we've got something. Alright. We've, we've got the platter. And it, it, we've got the platter. Got it's, the platter. Like, it's not got food on it though. No. Um, it does have eating on it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but we've got this Healthy Mind Platter that we send out to a lot of clients and for some people that's a little bit too much because it, it's segments of things that you can include in your day but it doesn't have to be that complicated that could potentially be the stepping stone right now as jen said having a wake-up time and a bedtime 
might be like step one. Yeah. And then having when I'm going to eat might be step two. Yeah. <laughs> like it can be really, really simple having structure because what you tend to find is when you create your wake up time and when you create your bedtime and when you put in what time you're going to eat and what time you're going to move, they're kind of like, and we've spoke about this on podcasts before, they're like your big rocks, they're your priorities for the day, they're the things that you can then build things around. So don't feel like your structure has to be at 9 a.m. I'm going to do this, at 9.05 I'm going to do this, at 9.10 I'm going to do this. Um, we actually recently went to a mastermind that our coach did and there was a guy on there talking about setting an alarm every 20 minutes of the day to write down what you're doing for that 20 minutes so that you can keep on top of your productivity levels. And I was like, I get it, but for some people that's so overwhelming mm. and so, you know, I you know I get that it can potentially help with productivity levels, but if right now, like Jen said, having a bedtime, having a wake up time yeah. is your step one, that could potentially completely revolutionize your day. Because at least now you've got some kind of structure to yeah. when you're gonna get up and when you're gonna go to bed. Now I know obviously you know, you know, you're very kind of like um well up on knowledge wise on the healthy mind platter but just having it can potentially just give you a bit more structure can't it yeah i think the, the thing with the healthy mind platter is as it says it's a series you can google this you'll be able to find it if you want to look at it mm. um but it's basically how you should break your day down and what you should include in your day to make sure your mind is healthy so yeah physical health is important but also in order to look after our physical health, uh, we need to be looking after our mental health. And right now in lockdown, that's so important. And I think the things that are really stand out for me on the Healthy Mind Platter is making sure you're getting some physical exercise in there. But for me, it's more about getting out and getting that physical exercise in. Time connecting with others, I think, is ridiculously important right now because that loneliness and isolation that we can feel by stuck inside being stuck inside is ridiculous and i know things like zoom calls feel like they're done but i don't care like get on them connect with people whatsapp call group call people uh getting group chats daily whatever it is that you're doing just connect with people on a daily basis ring someone up and make sure that you've got some time to focus on yourself however that looks for you whether you're doing your favourite hobby, whether you're doing yoga or meditation or just having a read, whatever it may be, uh, learn some, take some time to learn something new. This podcast, for example, you might be learning something new right now. Um, and do take some time to do something you enjoy in your day and just look after yourself. Yeah, and if you do Google that and you find the Healthy Mind player, the bit of advice I would give is don't overthink it because yeah. it is very easy to read you'll see it, it's basically a circle with different segments, it looks a bit like an orange cutting half, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you'll see the different segments and you might start thinking, well, what's the difference between this one? And what's the difference? Don't overthink it, just do what it says. Yeah. Just keep it dead simple. Don't try and work out what's the difference between this segment and that segment, just do what it says. And I guarantee you'll have more structure to your day. Mm-hmm. You will no doubt get more done during your day, but you'll not feel like there's any pressure to get anything done. And you'll finally enjoy the day. Oh, that was me for once. That was your email popping up, Jen. I didn't mute. But at least now you know there's a sale on at ASOS. <laughs> no, it's that. Well, that's what the email said. Oh, no. Well, have you even got the notifications on for you? Don't you check them? That's true. I don't read really emails anymore. I just like swipe them and put on Reddit. Yeah, I do that. It's yeah. pretty bad, isn't it? I don't know but then everything that. starts going into the jump. I don't know I'm doing that to the little Anna Burn emails. They're all reading it. They're all reading our emails. They're important, full of knowledge, as is this podcast. But the next five minutes, there's going to be no knowledge whatsoever. Because it's time to put Jen K on the spot. Right. 
Go on then. So this week's question came about a month ago, um, but with everything going on and me and Jen putting each other on the spot and whatever, this is the first time I've had the opportunity oh, to ask. Okay. So this is quite an old question, so hopefully she hasn't got bored of the podcast and stopped listening in oh. between then and now. I'm going to message her anyway to make sure she listens to this one. Okay. So this one is from um, the incredibly named Steffi Refiduda. And honestly, that name is just up there. It's yeah. brilliant. I love it. And the question today is on the spot Would you rather love a would you rather? Mm. They're my favourite kind I mean, of I mean, we did a whole podcast on one last week. We did, I love them. Would you rather have a goat's face with a fish body or a goat body with a fish's face? <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Right, I've got this one. You sure? Goat's body with a fish's face. Why? Because I could walk around still. You could swim if you had a fish's body. You breathe underwater. Yeah, but I could get more places if I was a goat. Why? The earth's covered by water. Like, there's literally more water than land. You could get a lot more places if you could I swim. I did say to you the other day that I really wanted to go under the sea and discover what all the animals yeah. were under the sea, didn't I? Isn't the, isn't the earth, like, 70% water? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I enjoy land more. But you've never discovered sea. How do you know that? Hold up. If you've got a fish's face, can mm. you breathe? Yeah, because the gills are on its body, aren't they? It depends. Where does a fish's face end? Oh, very good question. That's for next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's one big one face of fish, isn't it? I'm just picture, picturing. Picturing. I'm just picturing a goat with a fish's face just stuck yeah. on it. Uh, like just on the end. Yeah, if you had a goat's body and a fish's face. Pre fin. Pre fin. It ends pre fin, it's got to, hasn't it? Just before the fin. Yeah. Right. Just in case anybody was as confused as I was at pre fin. <laughs> it ends pre fin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically you've got the head and then just before the fin is the goat's neck. Yeah. So yeah, you could... I reckon if you've got a goat's body, you should be on land. So like... Yeah. Run free. Run free. As free as a... As free as a goat with a fish's face. As free as a goat with a fish's face. So you'd rather have a goat's body and a fish's face? Yeah, I reckon so. Interesting. What? I'm pretty gormless as well, and fish are gormless, aren't they? So it just fit right in. I wasn't my mouth open. It's like... Uh... You think if you had a goat's body and a fish's face, you'd fit right in? <laughs> With who? <laughs> the other goat fishes. Yeah. Gosh. Gish. Gosh. Maybe gish. Gish. The gish. Our fault. Me and my fellow gishes. Gish our fault. Well, right, the F should come first because you've got a fish head. So fault. That's what I said, gish our fault. Right. I'm what? Fault. I'm so, a fault. So you've got a fish head and a goat's body? Yeah, fault. Interesting. I think I'd have gone the other one. Would you? Fishy's body and a goat's head, yeah. But why? Because then I could explore the sea, and I feel like there's so much more to see. Hey, hey. Yeah, I do kind of want to, I really would like to explore the sea. Mm. I can't like the idea of breathing underwater, like scuba diving is the weirdest experience ever. But you literally couldn't get on land though, because yeah. you just die. Right, but there's more sea, so I, that's like saying... Oh. Reckon you could talk to the other fish? I don't know. Because you would go, meh. Meh. All the fish like that. <laughs> is that what the fish does? Is that nice? Yeah. What's that? Uh, yeah, the fish would be like, why is, why is that fish? Although, the fish would be confused because the fish wouldn't say, why is that fish got a goat's head? Because fish can't get lands. Fish don't know what goats are. <gasps> what is that fish's head? Yeah. New breed. Yeah. New species. Fish probably have a different language. The man would call it a head. Oh, I think about this all the time, particularly with dogs. Oh. Like, can they talk to each other? Have yeah. they got their own language that they are 
having a conversation, like really messes with my mind when I think about this. I because when you, the dog think can. Yeah, but when you're hearing a dog bark, like another dog barks as if they're speaking. So early having a conversation, like, it does that bark mean something to that other dog? Maybe they can, maybe that's just the word bark, and that's bark. all we can say. Bark. And it means like, hello. Bark. So in the night, there's a dog going, hello. There's a dog going, hello. Hello. <laughs> but this is what hello. I mean. Hello. Does it mean hello. something? Oh, it blows my mind. Or maybe bark means what you say. What are you say? What are you say? <laughs> You're putting a label on the bark though, so does the bark mean something? Like the different tones of bark. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a really low pitched. Oh, like it might mean. Are they thinking something in their head when they bark, or is it just bark, 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 bark? I just don't get it. I would love to be in an animal's mind, just an animal and a human, and just like. If there's any dog experts out there, please help me out. Do you know they've managed to get animals to communicate with each other? I was reading about this the other week. Right, so is this what um is this what I'm talking about? Kind of. Like they was talking about how like different animals' brains can communicate with each other. So they attach probes to two rats' heads in different parts of the world and they provided one rat with a um, a reward if it did something and the other rat learnt it quicker. So I think it was to do, they put it in a box and like every time a certain light came on, the rat had to go to one side of the box to get a treat. Right. And they found that it took this first rat like hours to understand it. So what they did was they put, once it understood it, they put a probe into its brain mm -hmm. and then they probed another rat's brain in a completely different continent. And that second rat learnt it really quick because the first one knew what to do. So the second well, I'm rat, sorry, what? So they were ten sending telepathic messages? No. Maybe the, that other rat was just cleverer? Well, it's not telepathic. It's not like it sent the message via its brain. It's just that because the brain knew what to do, they then sent that message into the brain. So they were almost telling that second rat, right, if you go up to that side of the box... Oh, so they took the something out of one rat's head and put it into another rat's head. Well, it's more like an electrical probe. It's not like a... They didn't actually dissect it this with a knife. This is blowing my mind. This is all too much for my mind. I can't handle stuff like this. I don't get it. So next week on Animal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to understand what's going through an animal's mind. Sometimes I just wish I could understand what's going through yours. <laughs> Never mind animals. <laughs> Fair point. If I could understand Jen, once I've cracked that, maybe I'll start to try and understand dogs. I'm an enigma. Is that, a word? Is that the right word? Enigma? Is that what? an animal that becomes a human? I think it's like a mystery. An enigma. In, in, I have no idea where I'm spelling this. Enigma, I got it right. I just typed it wrong. Um, I'm something hard to understand or explain. Mm. That is me. Enigma. I am an enigma. Isn't it interesting that the word enigma is hard to understand and explain? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it's not hard to explain. It's a pretty simple definition, really, when you think about it. Depends who you are. I struggle. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for going off on a tangent. Jen would rather have... A goat's body. Boat. And a fish's face. Also known as a fault. Boat, boat, boat. I would much prefer, even though I wasn't asked, to be the other way around. Swim the oceans. Mm. Find out what's going on down there. We'd never meet. I wouldn't survive, would I? No. I'd think I was a freak. I'd be killed quickly by killer turtles. That's a very good point. You live a very dangerous life in the sea. All those big whales and stuff. Although, you don't and know sharks. that. Maybe the fish sharks. love being in there. Shark. There's a plot. Plural of sharks. Shark or sharks? Sharks. I've been here teaching for far too long. I just forget basic information. Three sharks. Can't be shark eye, can it? <laughs> I just think like shark. Do you know like sheep and sheep? Sheep and shark. 
We'll tell that story in another podcast. Because... Yeah, let's leave now. Do you want to hear my really informal ending? Go. Ta-ra. See you <laughs> next week. Good one. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.